Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Takes a shot, runs into the box, shot, score! It's time for Atlanta Soccer Tonight. Tune in as Jason Longshore gives you insight and analysis on the beautiful game, including headlines from around the world of soccer. Rebound, score! This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight, brought to you by Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome to Moe's. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's Jason Longshore. Let's kick it. Atlanta Soccer tonight, live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm Jason Longshore. Welcome to our weekly show. We cover soccer in Atlanta, in the state of Georgia, in the southeast, all over the country, all over the world, all over anywhere we can find this wonderful game that we all go insanely crazy for. Last week was an insanely crazy week when it came to Atlanta soccer. You saw players leaving Atlanta United, Andrew Gutman, Franco Ibarra. Saw a player come into Atlanta United in Tristan Muyamba, who had a chance to meet today. And saw another win for Atlanta United, another clean sheet, another match where they only conceded one shot on goal. And a second win on the road this season. It was a very eventful week in the Atlanta United universe. And... We can get into all of the roster movements and things. And look, the window's just opened. There's going to be more. I think it's easy to react to moves as they happen and think, this is good, this is bad, and take it in isolation. You can't do that in a transfer window, in a trade window. You have to let the whole window play out. And I think if there's anything we've learned about Major League Soccer over the years since Atlanta United joined the league, this is a a league where more than any of our other major leagues in the U.S., more than the Falcons, in my opinion, more than the Hawks, more than the Braves, you have to make moves on the outgoing side to make moves on the incoming side. And it's down to salary cap, but it's also down to just roster designations. And we learned last week the trickery when it comes to the U-22 initiative. And I know it's easy to say, and it's easy for the argument that they signed one more U-22 than they could have. 
Well, as we saw last year with the loan of Eric Lopez to Bonfield in Argentina, so he would get more time to develop and see what he could turn into, and it didn't go all that well, but that's the idea. Same this year with Edwin Mosquera going to Defensa y Justicia. A very good team, a team that's in the Copa Sudamericana and a team that is a, a, has been a challenger in the Argentine League this year. Didn't get the time that probably was promised. I mean, let's go back to Jackson Conway earlier in the year when you want to get into that. Jackson Conway uh, went to Phoenix Rising on loan. And, and look, we're talking about a homegrown player who's been with Atlanta United to the majority of his career. But he was at Phoenix and not playing. And that loan was mutually terminated, so Conway could come back and get playing time. Because it's not good to let a player in your control, under your contract, languish and not play. And that was what was happening to Jackson Conway. He's come back to Atlanta United, too, and done really well. He's got two goals and three starts. Edwin Mosquera wasn't playing. And the reporting out of Argentina was that Defensa Justicia canceled the loan. Uh, obviously, we've learned since that it was mutually terminated. And I would love to know, and maybe we'll find out if there's anything more to it, but he wasn't playing. And I think it's obvious that a professional athlete, when they're not playing in that situation, is not going to be happy. And then you have to figure it out. And Atlanta United has figured it out, and Franco Ibarra is the odd man out on the U22 side. Now, remember, you are adding Tristan Muyamba, who is a player who plays in that position. He's coming in. He doesn't fit the U22 initiative. You have four U22s. You have to send one out. Ibarra was the one who had value. We've talked about this over the past week. I hate it for Franco Ibarra. I think if you've listened to me this season, if you've listened to this show, you know how I feel about his game and his development and how important he's been to this team. I think he's going to end up being okay at the end of the day. It's not a good situation that he has to go to Toronto. Yeah, they're not a very good team right now. He's going to get playing time. He's going to play. He's going to maybe, with Muyamba coming to Atlanta, who might have displaced Ibarra in the lineup. We don't know, and we won't know, because they're not going to be here at the same time. Or Santi Sosa getting healthy. If he plays like he did on the weekend, then he might have displaced Ibarra. And anyway, Franco's going to get playing time, and he's still under an Atlanta United contract, and it's a short-term loan, and he's going to come back. I know it's easy to react, and it's easy to then maybe overreact. But Edwin Mosquera was in a bad situation on the other end of it. If the reaction is talking about Ibarra going to a bad situation, he's going to play in Toronto. Edwin Mosquera was in a bad situation because he was not playing. And as we saw with Jackson Conway, he was not playing. That loan was mutually terminated so he could come back and play and get time and help the club. Edwin Mosquera was on the bench in Montreal. He will make the trip, I would assume, to New England, and he provides depth on the wing and potentially in the way that Atlanta United is playing right now as a wing back. So all the cards have not been played as of yet in this transfer window, and there's going to be more to come. We will see as it develops who those additional cards coming in could be, where they fit, in the overall grid, in the depth chart, in the position chart, and what Atlanta United will look like at the end of the window. 
about three more weeks till that happens. So stay tuned. I'm sure there will be more reactions and overreactions and underreactions and on par reactions and definitely reactions. There should be some big reactions to Atlanta United's win in Montreal. 1 0. Montreal's given up two goals in their last 10 games in all competitions at home. Yes, 10. They hadn't conceded at home in eight straight until NYC scored on them last week. Atlanta United got the 1-0 win, just like NYC on Saturday night. It's the first time in Atlanta United club history that we've had back-to-back matches with only one shot on target allowed. Brad Kazan's made two saves in 180 minutes, and he's got two clean sheets. Back-to-back clean sheets. Atlanta has not kept clean sheets in three consecutive games in league play since a five-match run without allowing a goal from April to May in 2019. And, oh, there were some reactions to that at the time, and they weren't as positive as they should have been. That's a good thing. (laughs) Frank DeBoer's team at that time was very good defensively. As we saw, they developed a pretty good attacking edge as well. Atlanta United has been a very good attacking team this season. They didn't get a ton of chances in Montreal, but they're making them count right now. Brooks Linden scored in his second straight match. He scored the only goal, his third goal, his 10th goal contribution of the season. That's the highest goal total in a single season that he's ever had. 2017 with Real Salt Lake was three goals as well. It's the most goal contributions, goals plus assists, that he's had in a single season in his career. And there's a whole lot of time to add to that. I mentioned Atlanta United's attack this season. They've scored in 20 of 22 games. There's only one team that scored goals in more matches. Columbus Crew, they've scored in 21. I wanted to give you a couple clips from Gonzalo Pineda today at media availability. This first one, I asked him about, because we've talked about the three center backs a lot on the defensive side. The back-to-back clean sheets, the block shots, just better defensive play. But I asked Gonzalo, what has it brought to the team from an attacking perspective? And here's Gonzalo Pineda talking about those attacking benefits. It's a great question. It's, uh, I really like the, the build-up with three. I think most of the time gives you more a better spacing because you always have a sweeper, you always have a diagonal pass backwards that can open up some lateral passes, center back that they're risky, but can be open at times. That also offers more angles to the center meets in the double pivot to have always certain diamonds in certain areas. So center back, the, the center mid on the side, the attacking midfielder, the wing back, they can create kind of a diamond, double diamond, two diamonds in the middle as well. So a couple of rotations with the midfielders and you get the back three plus a six. So it gives you a lot of opportunities to build properly. Um, and uh, and I think it's more clear, more secure, because also you are not that expand, uh, expanded as, as with the two centre-backs opening up with of the 18 and then any transition moment in between centre-back full-backs, any transition moment in between centre-backs is quite open. So with this, you keep it kind of tight. So I think uh, in terms of the build-up offers a lot of good passing lanes and, and options. So, you know, uh, it's just a matter of how you do in that phase. We were doing at the beginning of the year with the back four, the same back three with Andrew, you know, uh, Purata and Miles. Uh, and then we pushed Caleb uh, higher and then Brooks higher. So it was similar shape. It's just different personnel. That last point's really key because with Gutman tucking in as it was early in the season, that was how they would build up play. Now you're doing that from the opposite side with Ronald Hernandez. 
and that's how you're defending. As opposed to defending with two center backs, you're defending with three, but you're building up in the same way that you built up before. So you've had plenty of practice in building up this way. And I think something to always keep in mind, look for the diamonds on the field, as as Gonzalo Pineda talked about. We always talked back in the day, and, and I was always taught as a kid, you're, you're trying to play in triangles. You, you want two options. Well, we've advanced past that in the game now. You're looking for three. You're looking for diamonds. And when you just lay it out, and it's static, and it's on a sheet of paper, and look, it's not how the game's played. We know that. But when you're looking to create diamonds on the field, this kind of a shape with three center backs, with two central midfielders in front because of Marseille sits a little bit deeper with Santiago Sosa in Montreal. Then you have Brad Kazan who can slide side to side in that buildup, and you have diamonds there building up. You have the wingbacks who can tuck in. You have diamonds. You have the other two central midfielders, uh, Wolf and Almada in Montreal. You can create diamonds with that. Barry can move around and create additional diamonds. You're looking for diamonds on the field. So look for that in build-up sense. And look, when you build up play well, you're going to create good chances. You're going to control a game. You're going to stretch the other team, and you're going to disrupt anything they want to do. Building up the play, it's not just, and I know this gets thrown around a lot when you're, you're talking about possession or you're talking about a team. I, I heard Alexi Lawless yelling about this with the United States men's national team last night. Pass the ball forward. Don't pass it backwards. Too many passes backwards. I, you hear that all the time. You want to eventually get the ball forward, yes. Duh. The goal's on the other end. But you don't need to rush it. If it's not on, don't give it away. I'd rather play a pass that is a higher probability of keeping it than giving it away in a 50-50 ball. That's something Atlanta United's got to continue to do. I think when they build up the play well, they create chances, and typically they win games. Well, it's coming up the rest of this week. It's a busy week for Atlanta United as we start to wrap things up here in the first segment. Wednesday night in Foxborough, Atlanta United at the New England Revolution. The Revs lost over the weekend at Red Bull Arena. They get Carlos Heel back after missing that game due to yellow card accumulation. And the Revs are unbeaten in their last five against Atlanta United. Three wins, two draws. First seven games that these teams played, Atlanta won five and drew two, including a playoff win. First time these teams met this year, uh, yeah, you didn't really have time to breathe. 3-3 draw where Atlanta conceded very early and very late. Carlos Hill scored in the first and the 93rd minutes. Then it doesn't get any easier. You come back home Saturday night, and Atlanta United hosts Orlando City. Yes, the Lions lost 4-0 at RSL on Saturday night. However, that was only Orlando's second loss in two months. And, just to add to the degree of difficulty, Orlando doesn't play in the midweek. Atlanta United has to go to Foxborough and back. That's a long trip. Orlando gets to sit at home and rest and train. The schedule makers were not kind to Atlanta United this week, and Atlanta United now has has to deal with it. Can they go to New England and get a result? You'll be able to hear it here on 92.9 The Game starting at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night, and then 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Hopefully a lot of you will be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium making some noise for this team as they return home to face the dreaded purple team from Central Florida. 
Coming up next on Atlanta Soccer Tonight, we will get into the international competitions. U.S. men's national team advancing in the Gold Cup. U.S. women's national team less than two weeks away from opening the Women's World Cup. All of that and more on ASTN5 on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back to more of Atlanta Soccer Tonight with Jason Longshore. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app, Atlanta Soccer Tonight. Getting you ready for Atlanta and New England on Wednesday. Also, U.S. Men's National Team Gold Cup action on Wednesday there in the semifinal. I wish I could watch everything at once on Wednesday, but I'll be a little bit busy in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. Before we move on to the national team, I do want to give you one more clip from Gonzalo Pineda at Media Today. Uh, I thought it was a really good question about just about the confidence of the team, and I thought Gonzalo broke it down really well in how he wants this team to continue forward. Here's Gonzalo Pineda from Media Today looking ahead to the New England match on Wednesday. For me, it gives us kind of the, the, the understanding that we're heading in the right direction. That So now it's, it's more like, okay, how we can progress into not just two shutouts, but three. Okay, that's a challenge because you have to find ways to continue challenging the team. If you are in the comfort zone, oh, everything is good, guys. Like, good job. Let's just, you know, have another show. You don't challenge them. So now the challenge is, okay, we did very good in two games, one at home, one away. Can we do the same a third time against a team that offers different challenges? And as I said, one of the best attacking midfielders nowadays is Carlos Hill. Can we shut him down? Can we uh, block all his shots? Can we limit all the danger he can do in central areas? Um, so, uh, and of course, the players around Boateng, very good crosser on the left, Brandon Bay, very skillful player on the right. The two nines are very, very dangerous. They can find um, pockets inside the box. So, again, can we do it again? And that's a challenge. And um, the nuances of the different tactics, uh, we're going to understand that, but it's more the mental aspect of the challenge for the team. Is uh, Let's repeat it, guys, one more time. Love that because when you do get satisfied, 
you don't get the same kind of tenacity that I think we saw in Montreal, that we saw in the home game against Philly, that we've seen at other times this season. But you have to keep challenging the group and setting those goals. This is a really difficult game on Wednesday. But the expectation in that locker room and from the staff needs to be do what you did the last two games. Do it again. I don't care if they have Carlos Hill. I don't care how good they are. Do it again. Can't wait to see how this team looks on Wednesday. They're going to be tired. New England's going to be tired. I can't wait to see what the fight looks like on Wednesday night. All right, I mentioned the U.S. men's national team. They advanced on penalties in last night's quarterfinal of the Gold Cup against Canada. 2-2 extra time finish. It it maybe wasn't the prettiest of games, but it had a, a serious intensity as Canada was trying to knock off the U.S. This rivalry has really built up. And the U.S. has had, I think, the better of it in general since Canada kind of got back to this point. Yes, Canada won in Canada. There was a Nations League game that was a big win for Canada. But in these games right now, Canada has not taken the next step, and that's knocking the U.S. off in a knockout game. Lost the Nations League final. Took it to penalties this time, but didn't advance. Matt Turner made two big saves. It's When you get one save as a goalkeeper in a shootout, you're cooking with gas. You get two, your team better win. And look, Brandon Vasquez got the goal to, to get things started for the U.S. His penalty ooh, needed a little bit of work. Um Matt Turner's ridiculous on penalties right now. He is just absolutely ridiculous. I, I think he's saving more penalties than he is allowing. It shouldn't happen. And this one was even funnier. He talked about it after the match. He said a lot of the penalties that he had seen in his preparation, and, and goalkeepers go through this, the preparation for a penalty now is not just get there and guess. No, 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 no. You know what these guys do. You might have a cheat sheet on a water bottle. You might have a cheat sheet stuffed in your sock. All kinds of different ways. You probably did a lot of research. Turner said that most of what he had seen from Canadian players, those guys weren't on the field. So he had to just guess. And that first one, well, he got a chance to see somebody who had scored a penalty on him in the match, Stephen Vittoria, and he did the same thing. He went down the middle again, which it's really tough when you're taking a second penalty in a game because you can get in your own head. Do I do what just worked? The goalkeeper might do, might guess that I do the same thing. Should I do something different? Usually you have a penalty that's your go-to. Vittoria, obviously, I think was down the middle with power. Well, Turner kind of dared him to do it and then made the save. And it wasn't an easy save. It was hit with really good power from Vittoria. But that started things. Vasquez missed. Turner saved another one. And the U.S. was able to get it done. They've reached 12 straight Gold Cup semifinals. It's not going to be easy for them in the semifinal, though, against Panama. This is a pretty good Panamanian team. I thought maybe they were going to have a gap in their development. They got to the World Cup finally in 2018. And that was an old team. Thomas Christensen came in in 2020, and what he's done with this team, it's really impressive. They play a 3-4-3. They are so different than they used to be. Panama used to be a very direct team. Route one, play it long, go fight for it, hoof it down the field. That was about it. Now, 
this is a Panamanian team that wants the ball. They've had the majority of possession in each of the last six games. They had 57% possession against Mexico in the Nations League. They've had at least 60% possession in every Gold Cup game they've played. Now, they've not had the, the most difficult of tests in the Gold Cup. But that's a really different mentality for Panama. And it's, it's fun to see this team. Their wingbacks will push very, very high up the field. The wingers like to tuck inside, taking a 3-4-3, kind of into a 3-4-2-1. And the player, for me, that can be the real difficult one here for Panama is Coco Carrasquilla, the box-to-box midfielder. He's the one who can flip the field for Panama. I don't think this is an easy game for the U.S. by any stretch. This is a really good Panamanian team, and they are loaded to try to knock off the U.S., who is, look, not at its best right now because the first-choice players played in the Nations League and then got ready for their club seasons. This is a group that's trying to earn more time. They need a big performance on Wednesday. Mexico needs a big performance on Wednesday as well. They're playing Jamaica in the other semifinal. On paper, the Jamaican team is one of the most talented in the tournament. This is a really good Jamaican team. They beat Guatemala, who had a great tournament, couldn't get past the Jamaicans. Jamaica-Mexico will be a street fight. Panama and the U.S. will be a street fight as well. I think both of those will be really good ones. So, all good. Women's World Cup. U.S. Women's National Team. They had their send-off game yesterday against Wales, and Trinity Rodman was the star. She's only 21 years old. If you don't know Trinity, you need to get to know her before the World Cup because she could be one of the breakout stars worldwide in this tournament. Both goals in the match. I think the question as you look at the U.S. is what is the, the attacking group going to be when it counts? I think in the group stage... You're going to have a couple of games that you expect to win somewhat comfortably. You're going to have a good test with the Netherlands. I want to see when you get to the first knockout round game. And I'm not trying to look ahead. I hate doing that, but let's be real here. I want to see what Vlatko Andonovsky goes with when you get to that point, when it is make or break. I think Trinity Rodman should be in the team at that point. I think Sophia Smith should be in the team at that point. I don't know exactly what the rest of it looks like. A lot of conversation about Megan Rapino right now. She announced that she's going to retire at the end of the NWSL season. She will get the big send-off game for her retirement with the national team. They're going to play some games after the World Cup. Uh, they typically do, especially if they go on and win the thing. They're third in a row. I don't think she's a starter at this point in this team but she can be a very impactful player off the bench. I think the attack needs to be led by the young players. Alex Morgan's going to have a very important role in this group. She's probably the most consistent goal scorer that you have at this level. Sophia Smith has done it at the NWSL level. I think her game will further develop with the, the national team. But Morgan is one you can count on. Morgan, Rodman, Smith... Kind of like what that trio can look like. We'll see if that's what gets settled on, or if you go with the veterans and Rapino gets the time, or if you go all youth and and you mix it up that way. I, I can't wait to see how it shakes out because this tournament for me feels like the one that is the the biggest challenge for the U.S. 
They are the favorites going in. No question about that. But not by as wide of a margin as they typically have been. A couple teams to watch for. Canada has won. Canada won the gold medal in the last Olympics. Christine Sinclair headed to her sixth Women's World Cup. Kadisha Buchanan, Jesse Fleming, two amazing players. Sophie Schmidt, her fifth World Cup. Buchanan and Fleming, two of the best players in the world. Sinclair playing as a 10 with this team. It's really interesting. She's been one of the best goal scorers ever in the game worldwide, male, female, doesn't matter. Now she's a 10. She is going to lead this team far at the World Cup level. They, they had their breakthrough in the Olympics and they win the gold. In the World Cup, I think they've been disappointing at times. They were very disappointing in 2015 at, at home. Can they break through this time out? Can England break through this time out? Canada's coming off of an Olympic gold. England's coming off of a European championship. England could be a little distracted, though. This is coming up in the English media right now. Lucy Bronze, she's very frustrated. The players in the FA have been negotiating performance-related bonuses for the squad at this tournament. It has not been resolved yet. They're still talking. The, it's understood that the discussions are still happening. It's not dead. There's hope that an agreement can be reached. But we've seen this happen with teams at World Cups before. When you don't have that kind of thing nailed down before you get there, it can create dissension in the ranks. And it can be a huge distraction for a team. The fact that the English FA has not gotten this done with their roster, I'm shocked. And they need to get it done as soon as possible. They need to get it done well ahead of the tournament starting. Because you don't want something to take away from a team that is a favorite. They are among the favorites. They've had some injuries. They're not at maybe where they were when they won the Euros. But this is a team that can win the World Cup. This is something that is not needed from the FA. They got to get it right. This is the first World Cup where players from every participating team will get individual prize money payments from FIFA. Every player on the winning team will get $270,000. All those eliminated at the group stage will receive $30,000, and it scales from there. England hasn't got this deal done. Will it be a distraction? We'll find out. Next week, we're going to have a World Cup preview podcast on the Off the Woodwork pod, uh, podcast folder on the Odyssey app. Jessica Charman will be joining me for that, and we're going to have some special on-air content before and after U.S. Women's National Team games starting next Friday after the first U.S. group stage match. Coming up next, three local stories, four headlines from all over the world, and three things that make me smile about this game that I love so much. The 3-4-3 three, three, up next in five on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's time to wrap up tonight's show with the 343. Three, four, three. Three local stories, four headlines from around the world, and three things that made you smile about the game. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back, Atlanta Soccer Tonight, live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app, finishing up the show for July 10th. And we always finish the show with the 343. Three local stories, four headlines, three things that make me smile about this game that I love so much. Let's start with the local side. Number one, Georgia State's men's soccer program promoted Daniel Mosin to associate head coach. This is Mosin's seventh year with the Panthers, and the Brookwood High School grad will take on some additional responsibilities, I think, when it comes to recruiting, other things as part of the planning, some of the fundraising side of things. GSU chasing a Sunbelt title in the fall. Really fun team to go see. And if you get a chance in the fall when Georgia State is at home, men's or women's, they play at the old football practice facility off of MLK. Really intimate. It's it's almost like a cage. Uh, really intense. It's been a blast to see games over there. And both teams are really, really strong. Daniel Mosin joining as the associate head coach for 2023. Brett Surrency is the head coach. Can't wait to see how everything plays out for the Panthers this year. I'll be on the call for a lot of their games on ESPN Plus this season. Number two on the local side, Luke Brennan. Second half goal yesterday wasn't quite enough for Atlanta United, two on the road. They fell to the Eastern Conference leaders in MLS Next Pro, Crown Legacy FC, the affiliate of Charlotte FC. It's a really good Crown Legacy team. A little bit older team. Average age is probably in the mid-20s. Got some guys in on loan that they have to make some decisions about. Uh, Two players uh, I thought were very good. Joao Pedro, uh, he's on loan from Atletico Paranaense in Brazil. And David Paraba, who's on loan from a Polish club. Charlotte went a little bit different route. Look, they're a newer team. They don't have as many academy products coming through, so... They had to bring in players in a different way. A lot of uh, recent college grads. Atlanta United, 
much younger group. Uh, I think they struggled with the physicality at times. It was a pretty even game through 40. And in two goals in quick succession for Crown Legacy, made it 2-0 two, two at halftime. Brennan pulled one back after some good play in the second half. Nick Firmino with the assist. He's got 10 goals and four assists now this season. But not quite enough. Crown Legacy was able to find a third goal. They end up winning 3-1. You can watch the twos at home in less than two weeks. They'll be hosting Huntsville City on Sunday, July 23rd. This weekend, they go down to Kissimmee and face Orlando City B. Number three on the local side, FC Ingolstadt of Germany. They're going to be hosting a player identification event at McCurry Park in Fayetteville on August 1st and 2nd. They're looking for players born in the years 2003, 2005, and between 2006 and 2008. The first team for Ingolstadt is currently in the third division. Their U21s and their U19s are currently in the first division of the youth system in Germany. Really good club in terms of developing talent. And they have multiple American players currently training with the first team and in their academy teams. The fee to be part of this identification event is $175. You can get more information at fci.regfox.com slash fc-ingolstadt-tryout-camp. There's going to be a podcast coming out on my Soccer Down Here network uh, with their sporting director to dig a little bit deeper into their philosophy and stuff. I was really intrigued by a lot of the things he had to say. So Dietmar Beiersdorfer, legend in the German game, he is the one overseeing FC Ingolstadt's kind of foray into the United States and trying to add more American talent, maybe some from the local Atlanta area. All right, let's get into headlines. We've got four of them. We'll start on MLS on just general updates from the weekend. Enter Miami, they are hosting a major unveiling event. I feel like I need like a voice effect for that. It's going to be on Sunday, July 16th. It's going to be broadcast on Apple TV's MLS Season Pass. I mean, I wonder what they're unveiling. Maybe a guy whose last name has five letters, and maybe he has a World Cup winner's medal, and... Uh, maybe he's got a buddy coming from a former club in Spain. Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's just a major unveiling event. We'll find out on Sunday, I guess. 8 o'clock on Sunday if you're looking forward to that. Speaking of Miami, they are winless in 10 straight games. It was a 2-2 draw at D.C. United on Saturday night. They're eight points out of the final playoff spot. Tata Martino has taken over training. He will be in charge of the team this week. They've got some work to do. Can they do it? Can they get everybody in that they want to get in? Oh, it's going to be quite the telenovela in Miami the rest of 2023. Charlotte, they lead MLS in points dropped from a winning position. 17 of them. They failed to close out a 2-0 lead at home against Eastern Conference leader Cincinnati on Saturday. They've had five straight draws. Now, Cincinnati's winless in their last three but they still have an eight-point cushion at the top of the Supporter Shield race. St. Louis is chasing them, and they got a win over the weekend in Toronto, 1-0. Aziel Jackson got the lone goal in that one. St. Louis has 38 points. That's the most by an expansion team after 21 games in MLS history. They have a three-point gap atop the Western Conference standings, and they've got 13 different players who have scored in MLS action. Really impressive, and they might be getting Edward Leuven back this week, maybe as soon as Wednesday. 
Since June 21st, no team in MLS has had more goals or points than Austin FC. They had a horrendous start, knocked out of the CCL by Violette of Haiti. They, After that start, they've moved from 12th to 5th place since June 21st. That's not that long ago. They went to Minnesota. They throttled the loons 4-1. Sebastian Drusi scored two and assisted on another one. Another hot team in MLS is the LA Galaxy. They haven't lost in seven. They're 3-0-4, but they haven't lost in seven. Compared to what they were doing, you'll take that in a heartbeat. In the last week, they beat both of the teams that played in last year's MLS Cup. They beat LAFC at the Rose Bowl on July 4th in front of over 80,000 fans. And then they beat Philadelphia 3-1 at home on Saturday night. During this unbeaten run of seven games, Douglas Costa leads MLS with six assists in that time frame. Ricky Pooch, two goals, five assists. Tyler Boyd, three goals and one assist. That attacking trio is getting it done. Now, remember, the LA Galaxy can't add talent from outside the league in the summer window. Punishment for previous transgressions when it comes to the roster rules. Christian Pavone as a non-designated player. Ha, ha, ha. But they can make trades, and they have been linked to Pizarro from Inter-Miami. That has not been done as of yet. They could make other trades. How many trades do they need to make? Or is Greg Vanny cooking with the LA Galaxy? We'll find out. Unbeaten in seven. We'll see if they can keep it going. Now, number two on the headline side, MLS Silly Season. This one grabbed my attention when it started making the rounds yesterday. Transfer Marked has confirmed it. Local reporters in Nashville have confirmed it as well. A Qatari club has made a very attractive, very lucrative offer to Nashville SC for Hani Mukhtar. Now, Transfer Marked also understands that Nashville are unlikely to accept the attractive, lucrative offer. If you have watched Nashville SC this season, you realize that Hadi Mukhtar is like everything to that team. It would be a lot of money. I don't think they can afford to give him up. Now, Nashville's also been in the rumor mill. They're linked to a move for former New England number nine, Adam Buxa. They got to get a number nine. They got to take some of the load off of Hadi Mukhtar. I don't think they're going to sell Mukhtar unless the money is ridiculous money. And maybe what the club that wants him is going to have to do is offer him a ridiculous salary to where he goes to Nashville and says, hey, this is like life-changing. Uh, you need to sell me. Sorry. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think the money's going to get to that range, but it's out there. Colorado, they have acquired a forward, Rafael Navarro. He is on loan for 12 months from Palmeiras in Brazil, the current defending champions in Brazil. That was announced today. New England also announced a move today. Tomas Chancale coming in from Racing Club in Argentina. He had been in the United Arab Emirates most recently. He won't be available for Wednesday's game. Really good player, player that I've always liked. 24 years old. He's got 35 career goals, 20 assists during his time with Rossing. He won't be available for Wednesday, just like uh, he, he, he won't be there because he's dealing with the work visa issue. That is the problem for him. He's waiting on that. We'll see. Maybe they get it for Saturday. Probably not until after League's Cup or during League's Cup. Number three on the headlines, the draw for the knockout round of the Copa Libertadores. That was held last week. You've got River Plate playing Internacional of Brazil. You've got Argentinos Juniors playing Fluminense. 
Those are very interesting. Atletico Mineiro of Brazil playing a fellow Brazilian club, Palmeiras, the defending league champions. Those two teams have a total of four trophies in their trophy case. Also another one, Flamengo, they're playing Olympia from Paraguay. And Atletico Nacional playing Rossing and a club that I've really started to follow a good bit, Independiente del Valle of Ecuador. They are playing the Colombian team, Deportivo Pereira. The first leg of this round is between August 1st and 3rd. The second leg is a week later. The final, November 4th, will be held at the Maracanã in Rio. Number four on the world headlines, Harry Kane. The sweepstakes has reportedly been narrowed to only Bayern Munich. Now, here's the latest as of the time that we're doing this show. Harry Kane's supposed to report for Tottenham training on Wednesday. He's going to meet new Spurs manager Ange Postacoglu for the first time then. Postacoglu said today about Kane, he's one of the premier strikers in the world. I want him involved here. According to German reports... Harry Kane isn't interested in any other potential moves other than Bayern Munich. Now, reports are Bayern will up their offer to 80 million pounds. Daniel Levy, who's in charge of Tottenham, he values Harry Kane, reportedly, at 120 million pounds. Now, Bayern's first offer was around 60. Going to up it to 80. If Kane wants the move... It could get tricky for Spurs. Kind of need to get something for him, you would think. Now, he's out of contract at the end of the season. So, Bayern, if if they can't get it done at 80, they might just say, you know what? We're out. That's fine. We'll sign him on a pre-contract in January and then just get him for next year. Tottenham, in my opinion, if you get it to 80, of course you push for higher. I think they should sell at 80 million pounds. I know what Harry Kane means to Tottenham. I get it. It's a time to rebuild, and you get 80 million, you can rebuild pretty nicely for Ange Postacoglu. Let's finish it up on the 343. Three things that make me smile about this game that I love so much. Number one, Coastal Outreach Soccer down in Brunswick. They're doing some awesome work in the community. They're organizing a series of events over the next few weeks to celebrate and empower girls and women through soccer using the Women's World Cup as a hook. They're also exposing their participants to the possibilities of playing soccer in college through some cool events with Talladega College. Follow them if you want to learn more about their great work down in Brunswick. They're on Instagram and Facebook at Coastal Outreach Soccer. Number two, the incredible run that we saw in the the World Cup in the winter on the men's side for Morocco. They won their group. They reached the semifinals of the tournament for the first time ever. First Arab country to ever do that. Well, the Moroccan national women's team, the Atlas Lionesses, they are making their debut at the FIFA Women's World Cup, the first to qualify from the Arab world. The Moroccan Federation has finally started to invest in the women's game. They've increased salaries. They're working to get more girls playing at young ages. It's so exciting to see barriers, whether it's financial, whether it's cultural. It's exciting to see those barriers that discourage girls from playing and striving for professional careers in the game. It's awesome to see those being broken down. And kudos to Morocco. Really want to see the Atlas Lionesses do well in this tournament. Can't wait to see it. And number three on things that make me smile about this game, Atlanta's grittiness on Saturday night in Montreal. And led by their manager, Gonzalo Pineda, who had to be pulled away from a uh, conversation 
we shall say, with Aaron Losada, Montreal's manager after the game. I like the fighting spirit. I like the attitude. I want to see more of it on Wednesday night against New England. Speaking of which, Five Stripes Countdown. It starts on Wednesday, 7 p.m. from Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts, Atlanta United and the New England Revolution. Then we're back at it same time Saturday night from Mercedes-Benz Stadium here in Atlanta, Orlando City, coming to town. Six points on the table. We'll see how many Atlanta United can put in the back pocket. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Another edition of Atlanta Soccer Tonight. Adios, everybody. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.